feel like you could be experiencing a quarter life crisis or quarter life confusion as I like to call it, then Love My Quarter Life might just be the podcast you've been waiting for. The weekly episodes offer you digestible, actionable and relatable guidance to help you navigate the oh so common challenges that our quarter lives throw at us. So if you're in your 20s or 30s and feeling stuck, confused, lost and unfulfilled, then welcome to the club. You're not alone, you're in the right place, and I think you're going to like it here. Enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to Love My Quarter Life, the podcast here to help you overcome the overwhelm of quarter life confusion. I'm Beth Schofield, your host and your quarter life mentor, and today we're talking about procrastination. Now, this is something that we all do and something which I think we could all use a little bit of help with. But before we dive in, I am introducing a new segment to the show called Lows, Loves and Lessons. And it's basically a reflection of the last week where I am going to share what the lows were, what I loved about the week and what were the lessons that I learned as a result. And while I share my lows, loves and lessons, I would love for you to think about yours as well, because this is a really great reflection exercise to help you deepen your understanding of yourself in terms of your values and your interests. And it's going to help you become a lot more self-aware. And it's also going to help you learn and grow a lot too, because it forces you to really think about lessons that you can take away and carry with you going forward. If you journal, you might want to use these as weekly journal prompts as well. So starting with the lows, a massive low last week was feeling really overwhelmed with lots of different stuff going on in my life. Having a podcast is literally like having a part-time job, which I love. But on top of working full-time and managing life admin stuff, it's a lot. And we've had some issues in our flat back in the UK, which we're having to sort And it's just been a bit of a hectic week, which has felt very overwhelming at times. But this actually led me to what I loved about last week, which was that I hired a podcast editor. Now, this is the first time I've ever outsourced any work and hired anybody. So it was a very new experience and it was something that I had been putting off. How ironic for the procrastination episode. Delegation is hard because we don't know if we can trust anybody to do the work or We think by the time we've trained someone on how to do it, we may as well have just done it ourselves. Can you relate to that? But I pushed through and I got it done and I found a brilliant editor who is going to save me so much time and stress. So yeah, that was something that I absolutely loved about last week. Okay, so on to lessons, two big lessons that I learned. One is when you are feeling overwhelmed, look at how you can outsource to reduce your workload if possible. And the other lesson that I learned was about communication and clear communication specifically. Now, of course, it's obvious how important clear communication is. And I've always been aware of how I communicate. I've always thought this was so, so important. But this week, I've experienced quite a few circumstances with lots of different people, which took so much longer to resolve than they should have because of unclear communication. And I think what happens is when we're on a tight deadline, and our to-do list is huge, and we're feeling under pressure and overwhelmed, we tend to rush things because we just want to get them done. And this usually involves rushed and unclear communication as a result. And when we rush our communication, mistakes are made, assumptions are made, and this results in things not being done how you wanted them to be, 
or it results in people being on different pages as each other and ultimately it just makes things last a whole lot longer because you find yourself going back and forwards until common clarity is found. Now the solution which I've definitely learned the hard way this week is just to take your time with communication from the get-go. It might take 20 or 30 minutes longer to convey a message or to have a call or a meeting or write a really long email which is foolproof and makes complete sense but oh my goodness this is so much better than conveying a message unclearly with missing information or resources which is obviously just going to lead to lots of questions coming back and lots of follow-up messages and this is just going to take so much longer. So yeah, clear communication from the very start of any professional or personal interaction or transaction is absolutely key. And if you are on the other end of an unclear message or instruction, then you need to be clear in your communication back. And you can say something like, okay, I understand this bit, but I don't understand this bit. This is the information that I need to move forward. Here are the questions I have about this. Please get back to me as soon as you can so that we can progress further with this. It is so, so important. Don't ever be afraid of seeking clarity and asking questions in any situation in life, but especially not at work. Okay, so they are my lows, loves and lessons of the week. Please let me know yours. You can DM me on Instagram at lovemycoretolife if you would like to share. I would absolutely love to hear them. Okay, on to today's topic of procrastination. We are going to cover what procrastination is, the main reasons why we procrastinate, what we need to understand in order to reduce procrastination, and I've got five of my favorite strategies to share with you which are extremely helpful in reducing procrastination. All right, lots to cover, so let's dive in. Okay, so procrastination is intentionally delaying or postponing tasks and responsibilities. Now, everybody procrastinates. It's not something that only kids do at school or students at university. I'm sure that you are seeing now in your 20s and 30s that you procrastinate just as much as you did back then. We all do. The interesting thing about procrastination is that it actually doesn't have anything to do with the task involved procrastination is all about how the task makes us feel. So tasks which make us feel bored, anxious, insecure, frustrated, resentful, inadequate are all tasks that we will procrastinate on. And because of this, some of the common reasons why we procrastinate on certain tasks include perfectionism, low confidence, low self-esteem, low motivation, fear of failure and fear of judgment. But the main reason underpinning why we procrastinate so often is because of the present bias. So the present bias basically means that as humans, we are more likely to prioritize immediate rewards rather than future payoffs. And so we make decisions which make the present moment easier and more pleasurable, even if it's gonna cause us greater harm in the future. Let me give you some examples. So let's say you have an exam in four weeks time and you know that you should be revising for it now to give yourself the best chance of a high grade. But instead of revising, you choose to binge watch your favorite TV show, knowing that this could have a detrimental effect to your exam in the long run. Another example, you are a bridesmaid at your best friend's wedding in two months time. You want to look and feel your best and most confident self on the wedding day. And in order to be that, 
you would like to eat healthily and exercise three times a week in the weeks running up to the wedding. But the giant tub of ice cream in the fridge is going to be so much more enjoyable than your upcoming gym session. So you skip the gym and you eat the ice cream instead, knowing that you're going to have to work even harder to feel your best self after eating it. So in these examples, the immediate pleasure of the present is always outweighing the distant pleasure of the future, despite the future pleasure having more of a positive impact on our lives compared to the present one. And I really love this explanation of procrastination because it helps us to understand what is actually going on in that process. You know, why am I choosing to avoid that specific task on my to-do list? Well, because the process of doing that task right now doesn't make me feel good. And there are other things that I can be doing which are gonna make me feel much better. It's simple and it makes sense, but it's not very helpful because unfortunately, there's always gonna be those annoying, boring, challenging, frustrating things that we have to do in life. And simply avoiding them because they don't make us feel good isn't an option, unfortunately. So what can we do? Well, I've got a whole bunch of strategies and techniques that I'm gonna share with you now, which you can use to help reduce procrastination. I use all of them and I've seen great results from using them in all sorts of different situations and I hope that they are going to be just as helpful for you too. Okay, so the first strategy and honestly I think this is the most powerful one to reduce procrastination is temptation bundling. And this is when we link an action that we want to do with an action that we need to do. Now, I first heard of the concept of temptation bundling when I read James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. And since then, it's become something that I've incorporated into my weekly, even daily routine, which really helps me to stop procrastinating and to get things done. So here's how you do it. You make two lists. And in the first list, you write down all of the things that you really enjoy doing that bring you comfort and pleasure. So things like listening to your favorite podcasts, watching reality TV, reading, going to your favorite coffee spot, speaking to friends on the phone, planning holidays, getting your nails done, getting your hair done, whatever it is, anything that brings you pleasure and enjoyment when you do it. Then in a separate column, you list the tasks that you procrastinate on. Perhaps it's things like cleaning or ironing or meal preparation or running, going to the gym, doing life admin, responding to emails, okay, that sort of thing. And then you look at both lists and you link one enjoyable action with one dreaded action so that they can both be performed together at the same time. So some examples are only listening to your favorite podcast while you clean the kitchen only reading your favorite book while you are on the exercise bike, only going to your favorite coffee spot while you do your monthly budgeting, only having a lovely relaxing bubble bath while you answer texts and emails on your phone, only watching your favorite TV show while you do the ironing. Okay, so you can see how we're bundling an enjoyable action with the one that we would typically procrastinate on. And this has been a game changer for me in helping me get over the procrastination of cleaning. I hate cleaning. I am not a domestic goddess at all. 
but I no longer put off cleaning because this is when I get to listen to my favorite podcasts. So not only does it reduce the procrastination, but it also actually makes the process of cleaning a lot more enjoyable as well. So I really encourage you to do this exercise and to have a think about the actions you love doing and the actions that you procrastinate on and how you can bundle them together in order to increase your motivation and energy around getting them done. Okay, the next strategy I wanna talk about is the five minute rule. This is bloody genius. And again, this is something which I use a lot and it's helped me with my procrastination massively. Basically, it involves you setting a five minute timer and starting the task that you've been procrastinating on. And if after five minutes of working and really focusing on this task, you are still hating it and have no motivation around it, then you can stop working on it. But the likelihood is that working on this task for five minutes will completely shift your energy towards it and you'll be quite happy to keep going with it. So when we are procrastinating on something, Although we are choosing the immediate feeling of pleasure in avoiding the task over the discomfort of doing the task, there actually comes a point where the procrastination itself starts to make us feel too stressed and too frustrated. And this is actually what kicks us into action. And typically, once we start doing the task, it's never as bad as what we thought it would be. And the energy and motivation we feel from doing the task actually overrides the negative feelings that that procrastination can bring. So the five minute rule kickstarts this process. It forces us into doing the action so that we can see actually it's not so bad after all. I like to use the analogy of the first day back to work after we've been on holiday. So we always dread it so much because we've been used to that pleasurable state of being on holiday and we just want to stay there. But then actually when we get to work and start doing our tasks and chatting to colleagues, it's never as bad as we thought it was going to be. It's the same process with procrastinating on tasks. So the five minute rule is a brilliant technique to use to get us started on those things that we just keep putting off. Okay, the next strategy is breaking down the tasks into chunks. Now, again, this is a fantastic technique to help increase our motivation towards doing a task which we really don't want to do. And what can be extra, extra helpful is not only breaking the task down into chunks, but it's to actually give yourself a small reward after each chunk is completed as well. Because look, we have to make the experience more enjoyable for us to stop putting it off. So if you need to do a spring clean of your house from top to bottom and the thought of doing that just makes you feel sick, break it down room by room and reward yourself with 30 minutes of your favorite TV show between each room. Or if you've got a 5,000 word essay to write, then after you've completed 1,000 words, go and enjoy a drink in your favorite coffee spot. And what's important is to make the plan up front before you tackle it so that you can see exactly what the chunks are and exactly what the rewards are gonna be at the end of each one. And this is gonna be really helpful in encouraging you to feel more motivated and energized as you tackle the task, and it's gonna reduce the procrastination around it as well. Okay, next is swapping tasks or delegation. Now with swapping, we are essentially giving out tasks that we hate and swapping them with tasks that we actually don't mind. 
So you're always going to have that weirdo at work who loves writing up meeting notes. <laughs> if you hate writing up meeting notes, you can go to that colleague and say, give me your project planning and I'll give you my meeting notes and it's going to be a win-win. I've done this a lot at work and it's such a time saver. So get to know the tasks that your team loves and the ones that they hate and then see where you can make some switches, which is going to make everyone feel better. You can also do this at home as well. So I hate hoovering and my partner hates cleaning the bathroom. I actually don't mind cleaning the bathroom. I mean, I hate cleaning in general, but it's probably my least worst favorite, if that makes sense. And he doesn't mind hoovering at all. So it's a sensible swap. And whenever we've got a list of life admin stuff we need to do, which just feels like so constant at the moment, who knew that being an adult would mean so much bloody life admin? But yeah, when we look at our life admin tasks, we'll go through and decide the best way to divide them out based on our personal preferences and our personal strengths. So many of us continue doing tasks that we just hate because we've never really considered that somebody else might actually like to do them. And it's amazing what you find when you can get those conversations going. Okay, and the final strategy to reduce procrastination is to hide your phone. The absolute killer of productivity and the igniter of procrastination is your phone. It doesn't matter how focused we are on a task, how much we're enjoying working on something. If our phone is in our eye line, we are always going to pick it up. We're always going to pick it up and become distracted and break the workflow and procrastinate until our hearts are content. Because now we know the immediate pleasure that we get from looking at our phones is always going to be stronger than the future pleasure of completing the task. So we need to remove this temptation altogether. And what I do while I'm working and need to concentrate is I put my phone in another room. And oh my goodness, it makes such a huge difference to my focus and productivity. So if you want to reduce procrastination, you have to reduce the opportunities to procrastinate. And our phones are the biggest cause of procrastination because they're easy and they're accessible and they make us feel really good in the moment. So take your phone out of your eyeline and you will reduce your likelihood of procrastinating a million times over. All right, that's it for me today. I have shared my five favorite strategies for reducing procrastination and I really hope that they are as helpful to you as they are to me. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review wherever you are listening. And I would also love it if you dropped me a quick hello on Instagram. I would absolutely love to say hello to you. And thank you for listening. It is such a joy having this podcast and connecting with my listeners. So yeah, please drop me a hello on Instagram. The page is just love my quarter life and you can obviously be sure to follow it as well. And if you are feeling particularly lost and confused in your quarter life right now, then I have a pre-recorded workshop, which I highly recommend you checking out. It's called Confidence and Clarity, Two Frameworks to Get You Unstuck. And on the workshop, I share with you two step-by-step frameworks to help you build your confidence and clarity in situations where you need them most. And you can access the workshop for free via the link in the show notes. All right, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have an amazing day or week, whatever you are up to. And I will see you on the next episode. Bye.